Test one, two. Sega. Welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience. This is Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, Clear? What's going on, man? Well, uh, gonna go show a Sega a little bit of love. Uh, Finally, today. some more love for uh, Sega. Yeah, we did two NES games. Now it's time to do Sega Classic Comic Zone. Um, oh yes. Did you play this one back in the day? I sure did. I did. I did own this one back in the day. Okay, that must be where I've played it. Uh, I remember playing it a little bit, and then I remember hearing about it. It's one of those uh, late in the Sega's lifestyle or <laughs> lifestyle uh, life cycle um, in '95, uh, right around the PlayStation Sega Saturn time. So not a lot of people played it, and that's usually when a lot of good games come out. Um, and I actually checked. Usually, when a, a game comes out this late in the system's life uh, cycle, it's actually kind of expensive because not a lot of people bought it. But it's about eight bucks, nine bucks on eBay, so yeah. not too bad. Uh, Sega's not really that expensive. Um, no, so they're not. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, I probably because mainly for this one, it's on every compilation. It's on the Sega Mini. It's on. Um, the Sega Genesis collection for 360, I believe. It's on all these different... Uh, the Wii. Everything. Yeah, it's it's on everywhere. Everything. So that's, you can play it anywhere, so uh, probably why. But uh, like I said, this game came out in 95, published by Sega, uh, developed by Sega, actually developed by the Sega Technical Institute, which was essentially a Japanese and American collaboration and just free-flowing you guys go ahead come up with something cool whatever you want and just a free-flowing of ideas and when Tom Kalinske who is the mastermind behind Sega heard about this he's the CEO that took uh, the majority market over Nintendo with his uh, marketing tactics so a genius marketing (laughs) uh, heard about this project he went ahead and green-lighted it right away so just a little bit of information there clear what do you got on the stats game came out, of course, on August 2nd, 1995. It's a beat-em-up style single player. Uh, came out pretty much everywhere. Uh, like Hollywood already said, it's a Sega Technical Institute developed game. And of course, the publisher is just straight Sega. That Sega was very big into doing their own stuff all the time. So um, it's a 2D action game. Uh, let's, let's get you some more stats. Sorry, I'm a little... A little scratchy throat that here and a little worn out. It's been long, been in uh, wonderful uh, quarantine here in Mississippi. Um, so the comic zone, it was, um, it, it was so so like the the reception for it. It wasn't like just the best, but it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't terrible either. It was well received by critics and audiences. Um, Most criticisms were it's late released, like Hollywood said. Um, it's a very it is a hard game and it's sh- extremely short so that that's the thing about it uh the graphics are amazing gameplay is actually really solid and the soundtrack was highly praised um it was a modest a modest success hence the uh, the kind of you know love-hate relationship it has and then um its critical ranking is 80 percent based on five reviews i mean there's, there's not a ton of reviews but you know that's um 
it, I mean, the main thing of it, a ton of, it released, Hollywood already uh, mentioned, released on a ton of different consoles. You can get it in just about anywhere. It's even on the Genesis Mini. I mean, it just, you've got a plethora of places to play it. Something cool about the game is it came with a bonus CD. Um, the North American release, at least, did anyway. And it's a heavy rock soundtrack. So you've got like, um, st- it was a lot of a lot of similar style to the early '90s rock artists like Nirvana and Soundgarden. But you had people like Danzig on it. You had some other bands that I don't even recognize. Just some just off the wall stuff. But it was just great music. Lords of Acid on there. So I mean, just just <laughs> a really awesome thing. But the funny thing is, is usually when you see a game released with a soundtrack, the music's usually in the game. Well, this time time it's not. So, but <laughs> the music funny. of this game is really awesome. So yeah, you just got tons of random stuff here on this. So the main thing about the game is uh, it's called Comic Zone, C O M I X Z O N E, and uh, Sega Technical Institute thought it'd be cool to create a fighting game, or basically create a comic book game where you are the superhero in the comic book, and that's the kind of the hook there, kind of the unique. Uh, piece to it as we said where Tom Kalinske said that's a great idea let's go ahead and green light that something cool about that though is is it's not the first video game to do that but it's the video game that everybody remembers that did it I don't have the name of the other video game I'll have to pull it up and look at it but um, in in all of my research um, it actually was modeled after another video game that was earlier on in video game life cycles I think it was like early 90s late 80s and they took this uh, this concept and actually developed it into a better game and you know a prettier game so huh that's got you need to look that up because that's uh i've always under the impression this is the first one that you can actually go and go to various directions and different panels of a comic book you get the ping pow boom every time you hit somebody crush somebody you can actually rip pages of the comic book or pieces of the comic book out uh, and stuff like that. But anyway, the good uh, what they did, the original hero was called Joe Pencil, and he was... Uh, okay, here you go. I got it right here. The concept for the game originated from a Commodore Amiga demo video animated by Peter... Morizowick titled Joe Pencil Trapped in the Comic yeah, Zone. That's, the video. That I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. It's a video, not a video game. I'm sorry. That was my bad on that. So that's just, that's exactly what I'm talking about right now. That's just the, uh, the prototype for this game. That's not a different game. That's, uh, I know. I know. That was my fault. <clears throat> I, I misunderstood my reading. That's what I'm trying to say. I misunderstood my reading. I thought it said video game. It was just video. So, okay. Yeah. No. So he just created the concept video, uh, with a guy named Joe Pencil. Uh, skinny, nerdy hero because he wanted it to be like a uh, just a geeky comic book reader, essentially. And uh, and but being the '90s, they wanted you know they some of the demos that I've seen in some of the videos. They had like a Luke Skywalker uh, com, uh, action figure who was ripped, built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. All the action figures were so built that Kalinsky, I believe, and that wasn't Kalinsky. It was the guy you're talking about. That's the head guy there. Markowitz, I can't remember his name. Sorry, uh, uh, Peter Morowitz. Yeah, he's the one that said, "Hey, let's make him uh, bigger. Let's make him bigger." And that's when you get the '90s uh, sketch. Turner is the actual hero there. Uh, they wanted more athletic, buff uh, type of guy, and they also wanted a sidekick because everybody had sidekicks back then. Batman and Robin, blah blah blah. Uh, even and they were like, "This a sidekick doesn't really go with sketch, though." What are we gonna do? So they created. Uh, 
roadkill, the little rat. That, I thought uh, that was such a funny sidekick. <laughs> that runs I mean, it really is. But I mean, it actually, they did it well, though. But you know, you can look when it, when the uh, the different episodes start. It shows him kind of sitting there. He looks just like a splinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the splinter rat from Ninja Turtles. And it's obvious that they all like Ninja Turtles. And so they took it from, they got sewer levels, all kind of stuff like that. Obviously that they took some stuff like that uh, from Ninja Turtles. But let's talk about the gameplay for a little bit. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the graphics. The graphics are absolutely great. The colors are vibrant They're and beautiful. Stunning. I mean, for 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 a Genesis game, they're stunning. Genesis was known to have kind of bland colors, and this one has got tons of colors in it. You know, you've got these purples, pinks, and just colors that you don't normally see in a video game. And I mean, the only other game that I can think of from the Genesis that had these bright colors were like that, were Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron. You know, and it just has these super bright colors look so great. I mean, the whites, the the white balance in it was so great uh, going from the um, each panel. I mean, it's just, it was amazing how well <laughs> they did with that color. The white balance was excellent on that. I mean, you got to think about it though. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at it in the, in the, in this game, that white the white hues matter greatly because they're the borders for each of those panels, like a real comic book. If that white would have been off, it would have taken the allure of it being a comic book away from it. I mean, that's just that's just oh, yeah, me being my me comic up. book nerd self and video <laughs> game nerd self all together because it's like. You know, when you look at a comic book, you know, the panels are the important because it keeps you going through the through the story. And without, you know, proper, you know, shading and everything with that, it just would, you know, it wouldn't look right. So um, <laughs> that's funny, that white balance. And that's a TV term, movie term. Uh, so the uh, I lost my train of thought, but the uh, kind of colors are great. That white balance. <laughs> and um, the music is excellent which you will hear in this podcast, of course. Oh, music was so much fun. It is so great. I love the 90s theme, the whole 90s look. The only thing that could have been better about Sketch is have a uh, flannel shirt tied around his waist. I'm sure that was toyed <laughs> with. I'm sure yeah. it was toyed with. And they said, hey, man, it's 95. We're coming out of that. Well, he's still grunge, but they wanted to make him a little edgier. He's got the X on his knee to be the, a little grungy, you know, to be yeah. still grunge, but a little edgier. That bounces from knee to knee, depending on which way you're facing. That's what's oh, so I know. Funny it's about. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the gameplay is very satisfying to punch and beat up things. Um, you can grab them, kick them, and it's just these hardcore, you know, sounds when you're slamming them into the side of the comic book wall. You can tear a panel and throw them through the that panel to the next panel, and so on and so forth. Um, so, speaking to gameplay too, before we get too far on that, did you know this game was developed for the six-button controller and not the three-button controller? Oh, that would be good if you could. The top three would do your item immediately. Is it that does. What it was? Yeah, that would be great. X, Y, and Z did your did your automatically did your each different item. It was developed that way, so you didn't have to select through it. Oh, People still had the three button, and that's the reason why they have it to where you can select time to scroll through. Yeah, with C. But if you have huh. the six button. You have an automatic pop through, you know. That'd be great. That'd be a lot better. Um, and so the uh, the beat em up mechanics. Here's a little bit of a gripe here, because and GamePro mentioned this, and it's just uh, 
and I don't know how to do it, but it's essentially just push A, and you're just sitting there punching, kicking, punching, kicking, punching, and you can't really tell if the guy's going to block or not. It's just like kind of, you know, not your guy, the guy that you're beating on blocks it sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't. I mean, it's just, you know, there's really no way to tell. It's unpredictable. And it's extremely repetitive. Like, that's the only dull part of the game is it's it, it almost becomes a button masher at that point. It kind of is a button masher, but it's, it's satisfying. It, it uh, is. It's, it's, it's kind it's of a weird thing masher. because it's, it's a satisfying when you do land a punch or you throw or you kick because of the sounds and the, and the music and it, uh, it's a cool atmosphere. And I guess that's kind of where we're, where we're really going. But the story of it is that sketch Turner is a starving artist who um, is writing his comic book called Comic Zone. And lightning strikes the comic book and lets out Mortis, who's just the bad guy, his villain he's created. And Mortis wants to take over the world, so he draws Sketch somehow into the comic book, and now Sketch has to fight his way out of his own creation. And that's how it is. In the very Before you first go too scene, far, two, th- two things in there that's, uh, that, that, that you missed in there that I think is kind of funny. One... He's not only just a starving artist, but he is a freelance rock musician living in New York City. And the key yeah. of New York City is is his buddy Roadkill that looks somewhat like Splinter because the Ninja Turtles oh, are yeah. always in New York City as well. Yep. Yeah. Just, nice just a nice little connecting the dots there. I thought it was kind yeah, of funny. A little how you doing to the Turtles. And uh, the very first scene he drops in, he meets Eliza, who's a general and some rebellion i suppose you don't really learn is a lot that how it. you say her name i mean because like i always I was, I was trying to figure out it was it eliza. A, a, eliza or is it Alyssa? you know because it's like you yeah know, it does I, like Alyssa. I, I've, so I've heard it two ways i've heard it both ways i just went by some youtube videos eliza so uh but i don't know you, you know you can do it it's just like we always do these names when we did the final fantasy three podcast whatever we knew when you were back in the day that's what it is now exactly (laughs) uh, was it right i don't know but that's the way we talked about it but uh so it's it's only three scenario uh three uh episodes or three missions they call them episodes there's two pages not two panels so two pages per episode um and so there's multiple paths you can take. Um, you can pick up items along the way. So let's talk about these items. You got the bomb. You got a knife. You got a little bit of medicine jar that you can get help. And you got actually that's kill. not a medicine. That's what actually not it? a medicine jar. It's actually tea. Tea. Yes. I'm disappointed in their 90s. Actually tea. Yes, it's actually tea. It's not tea. that. I found, I found that, I that, I found that digging around because I was like, oh, it's a me- I know. I was, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe this is the first uh, mention of an energy drink, you know. All right. But this is, so but, this, but no, it's actually tea. It's not, um, tea. It's, it's, it's not medicine. Yeah, I thought he too. He is I was not like, really? grunge at all. Yeah. So, come on, man. Tea. So, yeah, that's kind of a weird input there that they, uh, that they did. But um, but anyway, and then you can get a little fist that turns him into the superhero just for a split second. Mm-hmm. And then every time he gets finished with a stage, he kind of warps in that superhero for a minute. And the very first stage, he warps into that superhero. Uh, and he goes, what the heck is that or whatever? It's all it's all garbled out or, you know, the, all the different symbols and stuff for the curse word that he uses. Yeah, he's got foul language in it, but you don't but ever see it. the thing is, why, what... You never really turn into that guy. You would think, you know, maybe 
episode three, you're getting your more and more and more, you get your progress up and then you finally color every time. So every time you finish a level, it'll say progress 25% you've colored. It starts at the feet. It's actually a sketch of that superhero with a cape and it colors it in on the way up. You would think once it gets to the top, your last stage, you'd be like this superhero tearing through. Nah, man, we're going to do that. Well, I but, think I think I think that might have been like this is just my thing and my thinking in that it might have been a thought. Okay, hey, let's eventually turn him into a superhero. And somewhere down the road, they said, "No, nah, we won't do that," and just left the bits and pieces in, almost kind of like you know the rewrite of stories we've seen in recent video games. Now, it's just kind of one of those things they kind of left it off, or they were planning on doing a Comic Zone Part Two and never did do it. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking, especially with how short the game is. You know, especially in '95 when games are starting starting to get longer and being more complex you would have thought that you know you might have saw might, might have have seen a part two so what i'm thinking is uh like you said but i'm thinking now that you mention it and i don't, I don't have any proof of this but it would make sense that since it came out in 95 and it's one of those games to where you have all the artists that have free reign they said okay you know once the ceo said go uh you got free reign. That's what te- Sega Technical Institute was doing. So it's never going to be complete in their mind. So they keep adding to it. And we talked about game design in one of our previous podcasts and how that works. Um, you can actually look at uh, the, the truth about Bungie. We talk a lot about that game design, game development. Um, and so you would, I bet they were in the middle of doing it and they kept fine tuning it, fine tuning it, fine tuning it. They finally said, dude, we got to get this out because nobody's going to be playing Sega anymore in six months because mm-hmm. of, because of PlayStation. So they probably cut back several episodes here. We're, we're going to have to get this out the way it is. That's why it's so short. Uh, that's why you don't see anything about the superhero. Maybe not. A, I, mean, pretty, it was, I mean, Sega sat was Sega Saturn at that time. Has it just well. come out yet? Or was just what on the say? horizon? The Sega What's Saturn, it? was it just on the horizon at that point? Or it is in 95. Or? No, it's, uh, so you said it came out in August? Yeah, this came out August 2nd of 95. Yeah, September was, uh, I believe, was the PlayStation. So somewhere right, the, any, regardless, it either came out already or it's going to come out in a few months. That, yeah, they, 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 still they were just rush kind of rushing it. to get it out, you know. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, let's see here. So the first mission is called Night of the Mutants, uh, or episode, second episode, Welcome to the Temple, third episode, Curse of the Dead Ships, and it's like, how does that really all fit together? Uh, and that was just so odd. It doesn't fit together at all. The first episode, Night of the Mutants, um, you know, what's the first episode of X-Men, the cartoon? Uh, Night of the Sentinel. Yeah, Night of the Sentinel. I was going to say, it was Night of the something, and it took me a second. So I bet it's the same. It, you know, it's kind of like they took that as well, since the enemies are the mutants instead of the Sentinels, and there's actually an enemy that, sent, that kind of looks like a, a Sentinel in there, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, kind of does. I know they were all avid comic book readers, too, so I'm sure they've read uh, X-Men and whatnot. But um, but anyway, you're kind of running through like an old beat-up, dilapidated New York City with some Planet of the Apes throwbacks in there, like uh, the dead... Uh, <laughs> Or the late destructive Statue of Liberty head. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Statue of Liberty head. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, back to the beginning, real quick. Um, Eliza comes down and is like telling him all this stuff, and he's like, "What? what who are you?" And you know, and I'm not a hero or something. And she goes, "You got a lot. Of, you got a lot. A big plan 
there's a plan for you or something like that. Like a, there's something you have to do. And he's like, what are you talking about? A plan? And he goes, that's all. That's enough for now. Go do it. <laughs> and I know. Like, it's just like, he's like, what plan? plan? But we're not going to tell you any of it. Yeah. I'm just telling you, you got a plan. That's all you need to know. So he goes on and does his thing. That's, that reminds me of, I don't have time to explain why I don't have time. <laughs> so you got one life. That's uh, one of the uh, brutal aspects. Notoriously hard game, like, as you mentioned earlier, Clear. But Well, not only one life, but when you punch things, you damage yeah, yourself. You can I punch mean, rocks. Just, oh, my gosh. It's just like... So if you if you go up to him and kind of hold him and then push forward, he'll, he'll hit him with his uh, he'll shoulder. He'll like shoulder charge. And it... A little bit better. I think it still hurts you sometimes, but uh, yeah, it hurts stuff. So you got so you got to kind of use your items, your bomb, to blow up doors and stuff. It's very kind of uh, elementary puzzles that are not too hard. I say that uh, before, we, but when we get further in here, remember this: so some of them you can't figure out. Oh, and I've yeah. watched some playthroughs where you, they couldn't figure them out, and of course, it cost you your life, and you got to start all over. Um, they do have one continue in here. Actually, there's two. There's two? Okay, how do you do yeah. two? So, uh, what happens is, is if you finish the first page, or the first, you get a continue. The first uh, episode? Yeah, the first episode, you get you get yeah. a continue. If you haven't used that continue after you beat the second episode, on the third episode, you'll have two. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, I never got that far. Well, I did, but <laughs> I had to cheat. Uh, yeah, so, so what happens is, uh, you die on the first episode... It's not just game over. You see a whole scene where mm-hmm. Mortis is like, ah, "I'm finally free," and takes over New York City. Um, but if you die on the separate ep- second episode, he'll say something like, "You know, that was too easy," and so he lets you start again at the beginning of the second second episode. And I never, you know, on the third episode, I don't know what he says. But if you did, if you mm-hmm. had two at that time, so that's cool if they did it that way. Um, the enemies on the last episode get brutal man i mean they're tough dude they're just like block 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 blocking all your stuff you gotta sit there and beat on them um but how far did you get in this thing i finished it you finished it did you cheat Mm -hmm. uh the first time yes the second time no okay so I, I played. Th- I played through it. I played through it about three or four times, and the first time I played through it, I was like, you know what? I need to be able to get all the way through this so I can talk about it. And I know when I was younger, I did beat it back then. It was one of those things of playing it just constantly, constantly to try to beat it. But the first time I played through it, I did do some cheats and get through it. And then I was like, okay, I remember this game now. Let me go through and play it. It took me about two to three more times to get all the way through it, but I did get all the way through it after cool. that. Did you play it on the Pi or what? I played it actually on uh, emulator on my laptop because, you know, wonderful coronavirus going around. You know, kids have occupied all of my spaces, so I had to go hide in a hole with my laptop. So, But I did use my uh, I used my PlayStation 4 controller, and I was able to utilize the um, six-button style there because I could use the bumpers and triggers as my X, Y, and Z. Okay. So yeah. it it helps. Oh my gosh! It, a a six button controller in this game helps unbelievably so much more than what you could ever imagine. It's just crazy how much know. it changes it. I can see that because you're having to push C to select the item, and it seems random too. How when it selects it, it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it starts in the middle. You push C again. Sometimes it goes right. Sometimes it goes left. It's like too- it actually leaves off where you last selected. Okay. 
I, I'm no, sure there like, was a reason for it. I just didn't yeah, know. It's, it's really weird. It leaves off where you last selected, but it just throws you off because usually you would think, okay, if I select again with C, it would start at the beginning again yeah. and you'd have to do that, but it doesn't. <laughs> so it throws you off. I, I noticed that because I use that too. So Cool. So the first boss at the end of the Knights of the Mutants is hanging upside down green dragon. Did you... Uh, did you throw the paper airplanes? I did on when I cheated. I did not when I didn't. Because, okay. um, it takes it, it, oh, God, it, yeah, it just ruins you if you, you throw the paper airplanes when you're, um, the, if you don't have any cheats on. I had a cheat that basically nothing could hurt me or whatever, just so I could power yeah. through real quick. And, uh, yeah, I threw paper airplanes then, but I actually didn't throw that many during that time, so. Yeah, so they're they're pretty brutal. The they'll, trick they'll. to the boss um, that I love doing on him, and I remembered it as soon as I got in there, is get across as fast as you can and push the barrel at him. He'll turn it and burn it up, and it yeah. almost kills him super quick. It's, it's the best way to fight the boss. Yeah. So, uh, talk about the paper airplanes real quick. The, um, the paper airplanes like the power move, and it was just popular back in the day to... When you do a power move that'll like almost insta kill stuff, and insta kill the boss takes a lot of damage off. That it's popular to take some energy away too, and it's just like I, I, I hate that strategy. Uh, but I mean, you can't have it all the time. But it's it, it's one thing in like a Ninja Turtles game where you push A and B at the same time to do some special move to get out of a sticky situation, and it takes life away. Just so you figure you got to calculate in your head real quick. Okay, am I going to lose more life or do I need to do this? But on this game, when you push A and hold, you push A and hold it, and he tears paper. Well, it takes a lot of time to do. Mm-hmm. It's not something you can use to get out of a sticky situation because not you're not going to have time to do it. So you're like, hmm, I think I'm going to use it now. Uh, what they do is, if you watch a speed run of this game, they use that paper airplane all the time, and you can it'll actually follow you through frames uh, or through cells. And so that's what made it remind me because he used it for, on the boss. He let it follow him through the cell to hit the boss and uh, just finished him off. And he was doing like a bunch of different kicks and stuff. And uh, I could not figure out how to do it. I didn't look up how to do it, but I couldn't figure it out. So with like the kicks, you have to hold angle up. So like uh, like forward and up at the same time. And it changes you to the kicks. Like if you pr- just press and hold that, you'll see him pull his leg up in like a karate stance. Ah, okay. And so he'll pull that knee up and kind of hold it there. And you can actually stand in that pose and stand there and then start throwing kicks. If you hold up when you press your attack, he starts throwing the uppercut. If yeah, you I can hold do that. Down, if you hold down, he starts doing the um, like little sweeps. And it's like combinations of the way you press forward is how he starts doing the different combos and punches. So it's all about it's all based on the buttons you press like if you press um let's see jump and attack really quick he'll do a um split kick in the air so you just have to it's just the timing and learning all of the combos and how to do it because at the end of the stage like hollywood said earlier you get the percentage but you also get a score and you see it based off combos and finisher and finishes and all that kind of stuff so um that's where that plays into and the combos are tricky because the main trick is as you know of course if you just keep on punching them uh, punching any enemy it just starts blocking all of a sudden and then you have to throw something different and the whole point of it is, is as soon as you start to see them block, you throw like a low kick or a high kick, and then in that way it just keeps on going. And you do that, and then push forward, and eventually you'll do a grab and throw them across the screen. Okay, so when you went through, did you do mostly kicks, or you have to mix it up, or what? 
Um, I mixed it up just because you know I, I you know playing this game when I was younger, I was trying to remember how I played it then to try to recreate that because I'm all about the nostalgia on this game, and I, I would mix it up. But a lot of the times, I would just end up just punching a ton because it was just so much easier. And if you're punching fast enough, they don't ever can they don't ever throw a move out of just blocking you know so right. you yeah. can you can kind of bunch them up and then they're just blocking so yeah. you kind of keep them from being able to hit you okay yeah that's kind of what i did just punch but i saw these guys doing these cool kicks one he did like a almost like a um oh what's that what's that art style martial art style called that uh the brazilians do oh the capoeira yeah he's like capoeira kick yeah, and, uh, he he kind of does that, but um, his all of his all of his stuff is based in kung fu. All of his fighting, every bit of that's based in kung fu, with the exception of the punches. Punches are not kung yeah, it fu; looks they're like boxing. Based in street street fighting. When he starts doing the kicks, those are kung fu based kicks because, like that split kick, is a kung fu kung fu kick. The sweeps that he does is a kung fu style sweep. Um, but yeah, it's just funny because like I'm sitting here playing the game and I'm like, okay, this guy is a starving artist. And a, and a freelance rock musician, when did he have time to learn some advanced kung fu techniques? Oh, he took some it of when the, he was a kid. Because some of the throws are advanced and everything. And so I'm just kind of <laughs> laughing about it because it's like, okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, he but, took it when he was a kid, man, like everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, um, I don't mean to – I'm not trying to downplay martial arts. I train a little bit still as an adult and other stuff. I haven't done it in a little while, but – I do too. I'm not, I'm not trying to – Downplay, but it's funny. So, uh, welcome to the temple is episode two, and you got to fight the old Kong Fong. Oh my god, <laughs> Kong Fong! I know. I just so laughed at that. And, and what's funny is, is Howard Draw, uh, Drazen voices like three of the well of all the characters: Sketch, of course, Kong Fong, and Sturgill. So it's just funny that he did a lot of the voices on this. So, um, this is the first uh, page of the second episode. You go to this temple, and he says, you're trying to go to the Kung Fung Temple. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, are you kidding me? Like somebody, it's like a Mortal Kombat little scene there. And he starts spawning all these enemies. And the last enemy spawns is like a girl in like a green suit or something, a little green bikini or something. And you're Mongoria. Fighting. Yeah, she has chains, and she's slinging them. So, who did Mongoria remind you of? She reminded me of a character from a fighting game. Who did she remind you of? Like Melina or something from... She reminded me of Cammy from Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, because of the pigtails and stuff. Because the red hair, the oh, green yeah, outfit. Oh, yeah, looks exactly like And, the, and it yeah. looks a lot like Cammy. And some of the kicks that she does are Cammy's kicks because she does that rolling back kick. And oh, she, yeah, so it was just yeah. so hilarious looking at it because I'm like, you know... Did they pull a little bit of this from Street Fighter, you know? Oh, they pulled it. Yeah, they pulled from everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they, they just tried to grab from everywhere, which I don't blame them. Heck, it's still a great game. I mean, so everybody, a little trick. All, all good games borrow. A little trick from uh, on how to beat her is you just release the mouse, and she's scared of mice, and she runs off. Oh, really? Hell. I didn't realize <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so, so I saw it, and I did it. It works, it works 75% of the time. It works every time, but then it uh, sometimes she just when she's jumping around one part she's jumping around. I think I think it has to touch her, mm-hmm. and it, she first she squint she goes eek at it, and then I think if it touches goes eek a mouse, and she just jumps off like jumps forward mm-hmm. and down. 
So uh, that's one way to, I don't know if it works on the temple part. I would think it does, but, uh, but anyway, so you, you leave that page and, and this is where I kept dying. When you get on that rope at right at the end of this yes. page and they keep knocking you off. I was like, Oh gosh, dude. And so finally just bulled through it and dropped off and got through there. Then you get to the old Kung Fong and the next, uh, Next Kung Fong area. was actually a fun fight because it's, it's hard, just, man. It's just, so so the, the so one of the tricks and one of the fun things about Kung Fong is is if you you know when he he shoots out his little balls that go across the room and yeah. you know one goes one side one goes the other and you just got to time your jumps on that. But when he shoots his nails, yeah. If you jump to the other side of them and kick him to make him throw against the wall, the nails also hurt him. Okay. And so you can slam him against the wall and it'll hurt him because the nails stick in the wall. Yeah. And he'll hit the wall and you'll see him like do that blink whenever, you know, you you injure an enemy. He'll blink too again. So just keep on using the nails and that helps speed up the fight. Yeah. It's because it seems like you're barely hitting him because he just... Because when he's he's invincible when he's throwing these things he throws something that kind of rides the sides sides of the screen mm-hmm. and goes down the water and you got to jump over and you're just constantly jumping because you can't hurt him you're just in defense mode then he comes down and shoots these nails across and you can like kick him and he's like oh now he's back invincible you're like oh man this is gonna be a while and so uh, but yeah I, th- I thought that would hurt him I didn't know if that hurt, I didn't think it would hurt him but when I kicked him I into the wall like did that hurt him or not i couldn't tell if those nails were hurting him yep it does i was because i had forgotten that and then i was like well let me just try this i see the nails shooting out sticking the wall let me see if i kick him again and when i kicked him against the wall he blinked and he goes ah you know i was like oh perfect yeah just (laughs) trap him you know bounce him off the wall a couple times and it gets a good in you know get get some good damage on him (laughs) so um so anyway on the last episode curse of the dead ships um eliza is saying, hey, I'll be there in a minute. There's a nuke. I got to go in there and nuke uh, the town or whatever. She's trying to disarm the nuke. Uh, I think she's trying to disarm it. So she's flying in. And uh, is this one page or two pages? It's two pages, but it goes by really quick. Yeah. and Because so, you uh, have the dry to tolls caves part, and then you go to the abandoned shipyard, ship graveyard. But you get through the ship really quick. The ship goes really fast, especially if you take a certain path. It's like cuts it cuts it almost in half it's it, it, and that's what i did i took the i forget which path it is but it, you take one of the paths and it just speeds it up a lot there yeah see i couldn't get i couldn't get past the cave part that's where i couldn't get past those and, mines um, are no joke dude well i got past the mines but then okay well you're gonna you can tell me how to do this so you get to this part talking about the puzzles this is what i was talking about so you get to one part and there's lava in the middle of the room and there's a switch on the other side and I can't, oh my gosh. You, if you jump in, I mean, I, I'll kill, there's like a little green thing on the top, like, and you just keep jump kicking him and finally kill him. And then it's like, okay, then you have a little, in the lava it says oh, points down. Um, 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 you gotta, um, you gotta throw your knife across the room. I didn't have a knife, that's what I figured. You gotta but. throw your knife across the room and you hit the switch and the, then one of the little um, platform rises yeah. up in the middle of it and then it takes you down. Yeah, but I didn't have a knife both times I played it. Yeah. So I was missing something. Yeah. You got to have something to throw across there because roadkill won't go across it, and you've got like that. Remember that throwing bomb? Mm-hmm. If you have one of those, you can throw it across the room, and it'll do the same thing too. But usually, people use the throwing knife, and that's what I had was a throwing knife because I always tried to keep a throwing knife, a throwing bomb, and roadkill on me. Those were the yeah. three things I kept because they always helped. You know, you always had to have things to reach across a room. 
Yeah, so that's right. I went, got there twice, and I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Did I miss my jump? And I just no, kept dying. So I just said, okay, well, I'm done, and I just turned it off. Uh, but anyway, no, that's so, the frustrating part. I understand that. It took me forever to figure it out, to remember it, because I played through that part four or five times. Yeah, and if you were a kid that, you know, there was no tips or anything, you would just play this game over and over again until, oh, I got a knife this time, I'm going to do it, and, you know, it'd be fine. And the game is is fine. I mean, I, I get that, but I just wasn't going to do it over and over again. Um, so, what's cool about it, you finally get to the final stage, and uh, Alyssa comes back into the stage and starts to disarm the nuke, and then Mortis has to draw himself into the comic book. It kind of The scene goes back out and it shows Mortis in your room, like, oh, standing over the comic book, and says, oh, i got to do something about it. He comes in there, and he puts Eliza in a capsule and starts filling up with water and here's but before we so before then you start the fight with mortis but one thing i want to mention about this panel which i thought was pretty cool it's just a little detail very subtle but cool is that the panel is only halfway done yep it's not all colored in because it's the end of the book and so he hadn't quite finished that yet which is pretty cool it, it was really there. cool i enjoyed that part of it that was fun and so what's cool about this game is that it has two endings you have to fight uh, mortis as the water fills up if you uh, beat him and then release Eliza, you get one inning. If you let Eliza die, you get another inning. So how did you fight Mortis? Um, I just, um, what I would do is, is um, whenever he was there, I would get him to chase me down to the bottom as quick as I can. Yeah. And then jump back up and there's a switch that you press and it causes fire to come out of the little yeah, Explosion, things. yeah. And I would do that. I did that a good bit. Um, on my first time I did that on the playthrough that I did um, just you know trying to get through it by myself without any help or anything I didn't use that as much I used it some but I just try, I just kept on doing one of my uh, jump kicks across because it would you know catch him really well and it would always catch you know I could sometimes catch those little I, I don't even remember what they're called but yeah, those little, little flying shrimp with a yeah little god those things are head. so annoying so annoying and um, I, sometimes I could catch one of those and knock it out of the way as well so is it hard to save her I didn't get a fight I didn't never fight him it if you use a certain technique like the go down to the bottom and you're doing it quick you yeah. can save her um, if you're just trying to fight him you're, you're gonna have a hard time just straight up fighting him to, to save her unless you're using the paper airplane you know yeah of course the paper okay. airplane will you know knock a good chunk of them out but I, I never used the paper airplane on him because I was like heck he's gonna kill me if I do so I'm not gonna risk that because that's a big risk there so um, like I said the only time I saved her like I don't even remember saving her when I was you know younger playing it I think every time I played it she would always die yeah well, um, the speedrunner I watched, he finished it in like 12 minutes and 30 seconds. And what he did was he had a, a fist, so he turned into super uh, hero there and slammed down. It just rips the bottom of the page, and it does a lot of damage. And I think it only took like two explosions from the, the uh, lever mm. after that. And it only it wasn't even like a quarter of the way up. Oh, that liquid. was super quick. Yeah, that was super yeah, quick. it's crazy. See, I never, so, I, I never had a super fist going into there. I never had one. Yeah. And so he just knew all the. He did a lot of paper airplane jumping through portals and at one or jumping through panels. And at one point, he uh, he had like no life, the speedrunner. But he knew wow. like, hey, this is right at the end. 
not not during the final fight, but just as he was running through, because like he knew that was right at the end of the game or right at the end of that episode, so he was cool with it. But man, he had it timed out perfect. But anyway, he did a lot of paper airplanes, and he had the fist whenever he needed it. But uh, it was pretty cool to watch. It's twelve minutes, thirty seconds. That's pretty quick. So um, I think when I got to the caves, I was in thirty minutes. Yeah, most of the playthroughs that I watched. Um to refresh me on this, uh, you're looking around the 35 to 45 minute mark on the entire playing from beginning to end of this game. Yeah. So, um, the endings here. So, the good ending or the bad ending first. Let's do the bad ending. Eli- Let's uh, do the bad uh, ending. Eliza first. dies, and so they threw out out of the comic books comes Sketch and Roadkill. Uh, Sketch's comics and everything's burned to the ground. He's just kind of. You know, kind of a sad ending, nothing. He just survived it, essentially. But all his stuff is burned up. Well, so I mean, yeah, his, yeah, he lost it. He lost his comic. Comic Zone's destroyed. Yeah. And um, he's contemplating re-releasing the, the evil to relive his adventure in hope of a better ending is kind of what, right. they, what they say. Um, yeah, so it says, like, oh, is there a better ending than this? You know, it's like literally what it says, something like that at the bottom. So you know there's a second ending. You know what you got to do. It's pretty self-explanatory. You just save Eliza. And if you do, she pops out of the comic book with you, and uh, then they live happily ever after, I suppose. But she joins the army. Yep. She joins the army, so <laughs> basically she goes of off Vento. and leaves him. Yeah, it becomes like a you know head of some CIA or something. The head of the U.S. security and roadkill. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Road to, roadkill gets 100 pounds of mozzarella donated to him. And I then, love that. And then if he's not hanging out under Sketch's dirty socks, he's just exploring the sewers. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sketch, you know, his comic book sells out the first day. It's a smash hit, blah, blah, blah. So all's well uh, if you can save her and pull her out of the comic book. So he got something out of it. He gets his comic book drawing girl that he drew. I, sup- I guess he drew her. Uh, he drew um, her, but he get, he gets her, but then she runs away. I yeah, mean, and then she joins the army. <laughs> it's kind of a weird ending when you think of it that way. Like, then he joined the army. He's a starving artist, musician, comic, but not the kind of army guy, you know. I mean, there are musicians in the army, obviously, but uh, yeah, but you know, look at him. He is not an army guy. He, he reminds me of like when you look at him and you think about military. He reminds me of like the '70s draft dodger people. <laughs> he looks like D. Snyder. Yes, he like does. That. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, exactly he does. like that. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, very unique game. Um, there's actually a uh, bunch. Of, did you know the, the cheat codes? Yeah, cheat it's codes all, for all, it. all in the um, jukebox. Yeah. So if you go to the jukebox, it has like one through whatever, all these different soundtracks. I think one through eighteen or nineteen, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you, but when you push C on a certain combination of them, then he'll go, oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can get infinite uh, life, which is what I had. And then if you jump in the lava, he just skates across it and sits there and the game freezes. So, mm-hmm. Or you could do stage select. Yep. So um, and in order to do stage select, you have to select, you put it in and it'll go, oh, yeah. And then if you just push start, it's going to keep going. So you have to push, you go to the stage you want, one through five on the jukebox. It mm-hmm. doesn't do anything different. But if you do sound five, push C, it'll just start sound five. But then you just push start on the game, and then it'll start you on stage five. Yep. I should have done six now that I think about it. I'd have got <laughs> to the, the ship there. But um, 
I didn't confirm this. This is just YouTube knowledge. So it's just a YouTuber. But supposedly there's an official sequel to this game. Oh. First of all, they did they did want to release a 3D version and it was shot down by Sega. They did oh, want yeah. to do that. Uh the the original creator. So I don't know who created this, but it's called Unbound Saga. I think it's for the 360. It's for Xbox. I don't know if it I came out on I anything heard else. That. And I didn't see anything else about it. If you took Atomic Zone 2 in Google, a YouTube video with Unbound Saga will pop up. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I didn't see a cover for the game. I don't know if it was a digital release only or what. But uh, it looked, it was nothing like it. I mean, it's just a 3D walk around, beat em up, like Final Fight or something. But you had, you know, PAL boom and all that, like Maximum Carnage or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> so I don't know if that was a legit one or not, but nobody ever heard from Comic Zone ever again, except for when you have all these compilations. Um, it looks like um, a Brazilian studio started a campaign to raise collective funds to make what would have been a, um, I guess a sequel. And they, they call him Joe down there. Like it was, um, yeah, I, I work, I'm Joe guessing Pencil. in the market. Yeah, I'm, gu- I'm guessing they, they called him Joe instead of Sketch down there. And um, the little clips that I see right here of it, I mean, it looks exactly like it, but he's got a grizzly beard now on. He's got blue jeans on. He look He's a lot more ripped and bigger, and it's more um, animated, but they still have like a it's showing a little picture of the hand drawing the um, bad guy, kind of like what um, Got Mortis would do. So, so I don't um, know what, the, what that is. That's not Unbound Saga. No, that's not Unbound Saga. This is something different. Yeah, no, it, it's Unbound something different. It was another uh, another idea. Um, the deadline for the campaign was set on 5-3-2018, but I don't think that anything happened past that because that's all I'm seeing right now on it because it was like, let me see if I can find anything else on it, and that's just some of the Well, when I'm looking at Unbound up. Saga here, this is a, this not by anything has to do with Sega. Uh, I don't know where this guy gets this, that it's Comic Zone. It says it's similar to Comic Zone. It is a panel. Uh, the panel is completed. The character jumps to the next one, similar to Comic Zone. This is on Wikipedia. It follows Rick's, Rick Ajax, but I do not see anything. It only got a 50 out of, you know, it's just a very, very average game came out for PSP and 360. Um, but I see nothing in reference to it being a Comic Zone 2 or anybody that worked on it uh, from Comic Zone. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think that guy's just making something up. That's why I said it was just YouTube knowledge. So you never know, man. But you can say whatever you want. <clears throat> so what else you got, man? What else you got on Comic Zone? Man, that's all I have on Comic Zone. We went through a lot on it and had a lot of fun with it. So... Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing it. It is very difficult um, and that it turns a lot of people off of it. But if you can hang with it, uh, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it, it, it invites you to continue to play. It's set it really fun does. at first, and, but, you know, later on, I mean, it's so I, I can see the gripes with it. Like I said, just the unpredictable punches. And mm-hmm. you, you just don't really know. So uh, it's kind of cool to let your little rat out and he'll kind of tear into the the paper there to find some hidden mm-hmm. trick, like a knife that I, maybe I could have used, but I could, you know, so it's little things like that, but oh, he found bombs. He found little knives. Puzzles. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Have you, did yeah. you ever, did you ever get road killed, killed? 
No. So when he dies, he literally falls off the comic, ripping the page <laughs> down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I, I had I got Roadkill killed a couple times, and he just kind of just fell off the the whole panel that he was in, just kind of scratching it would tear the page a little bit there. Yeah, so I would definitely give the color graphics uh, a five out of five, the music a five out of five, just the overall feel of it. I say fun factor, I give it a four out of five, and challenge, I'd give it a. So that's one of those tricky things. Is it really challenge because of the gameplay, or is it uh, challenge because of the puzzles and stuff like that? I'd give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not hard. It is hard yeah. game, but is it unfair challenge or not? I'd so, rate it very, fairly similar. I'd probably give it all fives except for gameplay. I'd probably get gameplay down at like a 30 out of 5 just because of, like you said, with the punches and the fact that it's overly complicated simple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's overly complicated simple because if you don't have roadkill, you can't really even progress to the next point in that section like oh, Hollywood a had point. a problem like Hollywood had the problem of he couldn't even progress to the next point without having a knife or a throwing bomb so it's it's overly complicated simple and that kind of that's what hurts it in my opinion but everything else is amazing about it I love the graphics love the music loved everything about it except for those type of issues like that but even still at that point it still kept on drawing me back yeah exactly it does kind of have a allure to it all right, well, that'll do it for Comic Zone. Check us out on Facebook.com slash HNKEXP and or search uh, the HNK Video Game Experience wherever you listen to podcasts for more great video game podcasts like this one. Thanks for joining. Take care, everyone. Ooh.